Welcome to episode two of Leading Ladies Corpus Christi. This is Brittany, and I'm super excited for my uh, next guest. Most of you know her. You start your mornings off with her on first edition of KIII. I'm talking about Kristen Diaz. How the hell are you? Hi, hello, hello, hello. Oh, I'm really good. <laughs> up past my bedtime just for you, Brittany. <laughs> oh, I know. that's right. What time do you have to get up in the morning? No, I'm kidding. Actually, I just woke up. Okay, okay. Oh. I just woke up. Excuse me, um, I, I usually take a, a midday nap, and okay. today, for whatever reason, it was like an all-day nap, so I, I have a feeling I might be up for a while, Okay. Um, so this is my morning right yes, now geez. with you. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> me either. Well, I mean, you have a little bit of time before you go into work, Oh yeah, so definitely. customary to take a shot. I want oh, yeah. this to be a thing, all right, so let's I'm do it. I'm in your home. Yeah, yes. let's do it. That's right, to the LLCC. Oh, that did not sound nice. <laughs> Delicioso. Yeah, so what's it like? I mean, you pretty much are the person, I mean, you're in a team, of course, but you are the lady in the mornings that people wake up with. I mean, what, oh, what's that you. like? I thank mean, you. How, how is it? I mean, are people responsive to you in the mornings? Is it hard to kind of get them to be? For sure. I, you know what? I am so shocked every time when I go around, um, either to events or just to the grocery store. Um, how many people come up to me and they're like, oh my goodness, I wake up to you every single morning or my kids have to watch you before they go to school. Yes. Or, um, it shocks me because I always, I always joke with people and I tell them, I was like, man, I was like, I get paid to wake up this early in the morning. You know, like, what are y'all doing right. waking up so early? You know, we start the show at five mm -hmm. and, and you know, I love just learning about what people, you know, what makes them uh, get going in the morning, you mm -hmm. know, and people are like, well, I work in the refineries or I, I work overnight. So actually I'm coming home exactly. and watching yeah. before I go Huge demographic in, in Corpus, especially, yeah. or the yeah. coastal bend anyway. And, and K-Triple-I has such a great reputation. I was just so fortunate to really be, when I joined, I was just uh, I was a little dog with a whole bunch of big dogs, mm -hmm. you know, and to be able to move up now and, and, and kind of be in the shadows of the station's reputation and those like, you know, Katya was on the morning show for a long time. Right. I don't think I really Bessie that. and yeah. And so, okay. and so, you know, we had just a really good following already and you know working with John Thomas he's been on the show since um, since I've started there yeah how long has it been since you've been with KAAA oh my gosh I, since 2011 wow yeah okay. August will be seven years no you are definitely seven. a staple then that's wow. crazy yes. but you know what but I don't even think people realize that I've been here that long like I don't realize it, and, and when I talk to people, and they actually, I went uh, today to take my dog to the vet, and um, I've been doing the Posture Pets segment, the yes. daily adoption segment, for six years now, you know? Wow. And, like, I was talking to them, and I was like, I don't even think I, like... Um, you know, like any of the people that I've worked on this segment with, realize how long we've worked together. We're just like a family, yeah. you know? and time flies. And, and that's actually yeah. something that I wanted to touch on. I'm not sure a lot of people realize this, but you're the one who keeps track with that. And so, of course, you know, yeah. part of the reason that I invited you here is because you support this cause. Not only that, but you go and you take care of it and you shoot it and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, so tell pets. me about that. Yeah, and, and first and foremost, I didn't get to say this at the beginning because we got, we got right into it, but I am a so excited that I'm here with oh, you. God. Yes, no, that's what I wanted. I'm like this super excited. I was telling everybody, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like a cool kid. I'm gonna be on a podcast. Yes, and, no. <laughs> and to be even considered as a as a quote unquote leading lady of Corpus Christi, like you said, I don't even realize that I've been here so long. Yes, and uh, it's I'm so stoked to be like uh, considered that. Thank so you. I'm really I excited. Mean, from, from woman to woman, uh, you know, pe people need to see what it is you do. I mean, you. you're not just a face 
based on the television Thank and you. you bring energy to the show. I mean, you're having to talk to kids like with the, I've done a what lot. is it? Five star student, three star student. We have, yeah, we have three star student. Um, and it might as well be five star. Yeah. So these kids are really incredible. Like yeah. everything that they do and what they get recognized for, um, and just really their hard work. And, um, yeah, yeah, no, we have great segments through the station. I, I know I've worked on a lot just myself since yes. I've been there. Um, course with posture pets like yeah. you're saying yes I did yeah, shoot me, that. tell me about that because um, th that to me I'm, I'm a pet lover oh yeah so. yeah I know I walked in the door and your dog greeted me I was like oh <laughs> yes I'm gonna love this <laughs> and uh yeah no I I um I'm a huge pet lover grew up grew up with you know cats and dogs and rabbits and um uh, just just a, a lover of nature and and um uh, this opportunity came across uh to me to be able to host uh, pause for pets and it started off actually as a Sunday morning spiel and um, we've been able to grow it now to seven days a week and yes. it was just for such for two cool reasons the high demand of people loving this segment um, because we work with so many different shelters mm -hmm. and showcase you know so many different animals and, and, and animal services available here in Corpus Christi so it's informational but also um, you know, it's just been, it's kind of sad that we have so many strays here yeah. in South Texas. And so it is, there's a need for attention to this problem. Yes. And KIPPI has been so gracious to, you Definitely. know, allow us to do this. Yes, because this, I know, is something that a lot of people can just kind of brush aside and, you know, be like, well, yeah, it's a problem, but, I mean, is, is it news? Yeah. And I, absolutely. And, I mean, the fact that a morning anchor is doing this seven days a week, <laughs> I mean, I'd say it's news. You know, yeah, keep yeah, yeah, it, yeah. So. No, definitely. Um, we have a, an amazing animal. Uh, community mm -hmm. here in South Texas that really dedicate their time and I mean these are just people who want to see a better life for these animals and for our community no one wants to have you know a stray cat problem a stray dog problem and become a nuisance and just be okay with that mm -hmm. um, it's just not okay so I really respect the animal community here the people that work towards that because I man I can't do it I mean if I could just help out with posture pets and that's through the medium that I'm comfortable with right. then I will do that all day long but like really they are behind the scenes, you know, mm -hmm. uh, with trap room release programs, educating the community door Which to door. Which is the most important thing It's, it's to impressive. Me. It's it really impressive. does start with the people. Yeah. And, and you're right in pointing out that, you know, I mean, you are just assisting these people and giving them the medium, which sure. is such an important role. But ultimately, these people are the ones who are getting their hands dirty and that kind of thing. So. For sure. I think your cat likes this conversation. Yeah, She I just meowed. It's yep. a boy or girl? It's a boy. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Pause for pets. I yeah. love it. <laughs> okay, so another thing that you do, actually there's a couple of things that I noticed that you do that is, to me, very awesome. Any opportunity you have to donate blood, you take. Yeah. Which yes. I think is amazing. And you also did the marrow match. Is that what yes. it's called? Yeah, yeah. Be the okay. match. Be, be the, the match. match. So, um, yeah, one thing that a lot of people don't know um, about the way I was raised was, uh, unless they're very close to me, they know mm -hmm. that um, my grandmothers played a huge role in my life. Um, when I was 10 years old, my great-grandmother on my mom's side of my family and my abuela, or my, my immediate grandmother on my dad's side of the family, they both, um, within a year of each other, suffered strokes oh, yeah. and uh, were not able to live on their own. And um, we became caretakers. My, my parents took both of them in and they were both living with us at one point. Um, and this is when I was living back in Dallas as a kid. And, um, and so at 10 years old, I mean, I'm in fourth grade and I'm learning how to um, prick their fingers to check their sugar levels, wow. how to, um, you know, put it, put a plate together for a, a pre-diabetic or, 
you know, how to, you know, helping them walk and get dressed and use the restroom and, you know, it I mean, just, that's, that's a lot to take on. I mean, it sounds yeah. to me like you were happy to do it, but oh, I mean, yeah, that's you a know, lot of responsibility. Love my family. And I think that's one thing about Latinos is like, we're so, um, grounded within our family and knowing Absolutely. how to take care of our elders. And I'm so appreciative that my parents instilled that to, in me, but it opened up my eyes and I'm surprised I didn't go into the medical field, um, instead of going into media because I, I did so much of that as a kid and, mm. and witnessed a lot of that. Um, but that's why I do it. That's why I donate blood yes. because my abuela, uh, she needed blood all the time and, um, her life was saved so many times. I mean, literally from her deathbed, doctors didn't give her a chance and she bounced her back in, um, that, that amazing willpower. I can't even fathom oh, in myself. I love that. She's and a leading lady. Yeah, she is. No, she is uh, from Cuba, came over with three boys, um, wow. didn't speak any English, very little English up until okay, so the you're day like she a second passed. generation American. Yes, That's yes, so yes. Cool. My dad uh, is from Cuba. My mom oh, is Mexican American. Yeah, first yeah. generation. On your dad's side. On my dad's wow. side. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah, pretty. it's pretty significant. Um, just the culture and uh i think that just has that's a huge part of me i'm very very proud of that no see and i love that uh i mean that's another thing is those uh ladies who just so happen to be super immersed in their culture and family's a priority to them i, I admire the hell out of uh, so you fit in perfectly thank you thank um, you just ladies killing it in the game and also meet my checklist which i think i have i might i love it what's this checklist i know i'm gonna have to like Consolidate because I have, like y'all keep checking off boxes. How but, cool! Um, so the the match, the the marrow, be the match, yes, right? That. So that's the that. bone marrow match, and um, I really didn't have um like a personal correlation to that cause, but I just felt like it was important. Um, there's a need for Latinos mm -hmm. to become bone marrow donors, okay. and so uh, that bone marrow can be um for uh, bone cancers or uh just a plethora of illnesses that it could it could help definitely and, and cure yeah. and especially if you are the same uh, match as, the, as that patient it's super important so it's not like they can just get this from anybody and so that's why the donor list has to be so large because you're really specifying that match mm -hmm. to that patient uh, to a T. I don't think I realized that that it was yeah. that specific and it's so easy I mean like you literally uh, I think I did it at um, like the health fair one day and was just like, hey, what is this a couple years ago? And they just swab the inside of your cheek. You stick that swab like in a package and mm -hmm. you send it off. Like, nice. okay, like five easy. minutes, you know, or yeah. I think it takes longer to like put, you know, your information on the paperwork. Right. Um, but there's a huge need for Hispanic donors. And um, there was kind of this myth that, you know, they're going to drill into your, your bone marrow if you make a match. And some people I think are that's afraid what I of that. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. That's not necessarily the case. So um, actually very rarely do they have to do something that extensive. Mm -hmm. But um but yeah, I, I hope to be the match for somebody one day. Yeah, I think that's super cool. I mean, it, be the match .org, I believe yeah. is what it uh, is. That you have had, like I said, to, to donate in some way. And like you said, you didn't make it to the medical field, but you're still, it's still a part of your life in for terms sure. of helping people out in that kind of way, which yeah. I think is cool that you're implementing My that. sister went that route. Um, I'm so, like, I geek out over my, my brother and sisters. Uh, I'm the youngest of four. I I oh, and them. you're the baby? Yeah, I'm the baby. That's cool. That's I'm cool. Uh, best of both worlds. My mom's only, my dad's baby. Um, they have four kids, and uh, I just, 
my sister's a surgeon for the army and you talk about like wow influential women like my sister just floors me i mean she saves lives every that's day that's incredible and that that's another level she yeah no she is she's a whole another level what's her name Jamie Diaz. Jamie, Jamie Diaz Robinson, excuse me. Jamie Diaz my Robinson. Brother, my, my brother, uh, my brother-in-law is, was actually texting me on my way over here, and he was like, what? What's going on? What's the podcast about? So I was like, I'll FaceTime you. Later. Yeah, Jamie Diaz Robinson, thank you for all that you do, because that, that sounds amazing. Most so how, how did you make your way into media? Like, like how, how did that happen? Yeah, so, you know... Um, there's two ways. I don't. I don't know. God. God just has you know plans for us all. But Definitely. you know, um, my mom. I should start start there. My mom was uh, always in TV sales and man TV and radio sales and management. Wow. And so as a kid, some of my like earliest memories are hanging out at Super Tejano 108, the radio station in Houston, the Tejano radio station in Houston. How cool is that? She was a general manager there, and um, I remember going to work with her on Saturdays and, like, being in the DJ booth, and I hated it because I had to be so quiet, (laughs) you know, as a kid, you know, sitting there, sit still and be quiet. And my mom would be, like, working in her office, and I'd be hanging out with the DJs, and they'd be live on the air, and I just remember, like, playing with the foam on the walls, you know, and uh, for, of course, the soundproof booths. Right. For anybody who's not familiar with the (laughs) the DJ booths. This is great. Yeah, and the, uh, the imagery they probably is hated it. You know, like they probably hated, like, oh, we got to take care of the boss's daughter today. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, I have those are my some of my earliest memories, and and just growing up. Um, when I was six, we moved to Dallas because of my mom's career. She became the general manager and president of uh, Univision and Telefutura in Dallas. Girl, wow. I mean, you, uh, <laughs> clearly, there's a legacy. I have some strong I mean, women mom, in my family. I have your sister, yeah. you, like, wow. They, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. So, it, with her being in the business, um, I, I only preface that because I think I was subconsciously around it. But to be quite honest, I never dreamed about being in TV as a news anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a ballerina for 20 years, um, wow. all the way through college. And then even when I moved here to Corpus Christi, I was still taking classes and even teaching. I taught a few classes most recently at the YWCA for senior citizens. That's <laughs> fantastic. Ballet, beginning, be, ballet uh, beginners. See, uh, that's another way that you're using like skills or history in order to help other people out. I mean, it's not your main, yeah. but you're still incorporating it. That's yeah. Yeah, I love dance, and um, and so I, I, I danced my entire life. I was strongly dedicated. I was at a, a ballet academy uh, for about 15 years. Um, was a double major my first year in college at University of North Texas. And, um, I mean, I, I love dance. Unfortunately, my body does not. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't tore think my, a lot of people do. Yeah, I tore my ACL when I was 14, which was kind of the peak of my career. I was, 14? Yeah, I was... Ooh. I was dancing way too much. I mean, six six days a week, sometimes seven, um, all hours of the day. I mean, as soon as I left school, I went straight to the studio. I was coming home like 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night, and, you know, um, wow. Yeah. But uh, that's what I envisioned. I was like, I'm going to be a performer. I'm well, going to travel the world. Yes. And I'm I mean, you <laughs> went for it. 15 years in yes. an academy, you double majored in it. Like, if you're going to become something, that's the kind of thing you have to do. You know, like you said, God has plans yeah. and, you know, maybe it won't work out, but you gave it your all. Yeah, I, I mean, loved it. I was very fortunate, too. I mean, it, dance is not cheap. And my parents, 
um, you know, they agreed that this was something that they saw that I was passionate and dedicated to, but they, you know, they sacrificed a lot to put me through those classes mm -hmm. and, um, intensive camps through the summer. I mean, I was there for six weeks in the studio during the summer. I wasn't at home playing video games right. and just sleeping in. I was working, you yes. know, in the studio towards my goal. So, um, you know, shout out to them because they really, they sacrificed a lot. I noticed, I realized that, you know, as an adult, when you try to take that many classes, like on your own, <laughs> You're like, wow, this is really expensive. I yes. can't afford this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, can I YouTube it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, so because of my injuries, though, and that's why I say I think God has a plan, um, it completely deterred me. And, um, the good thing about dance is that, you know, my parents would not let me dance unless I had excellent grades mm -hmm. and my, my studies were on, on yes. par. Boundaries. For sure. Criteria. Absolutely. Your parents sound badass. Yeah, 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 definitely are. And so, um, you know, because I was doing so well in school, they were like, yeah, you know what, you can actually graduate early if you want. And I was like, well, I don't want to. I want to graduate with my class. And I was like, is there any classes I can take? And they're like, well, you can go to vocational school for a couple hours. Uh, they were like, I was like, what is that? So took the tour and it was like, oh, you can do welding and nursing. And <laughs> I was like, eh. And then I walked into the last room on the tour and it was media technology. I walk into this room, there's studio lights, a stage, professional cameras, wow. you know, and I was like, ooh. At North Texas. No, this is through high school. Oh, okay. I was still in high school. Wow. I was like 15, 16 years old, and I was like, ooh, what is this? And they were, I was like, I had always loved creating my own skits and my own shows. I was the kid that was so obnoxious and was like, you have to sit down and watch my dance and watch my skit. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, you know, come up with a whole routine. Oh, yeah. And look at you now. Yeah, <laughs> and so I was like, this is golden. I was like, I have my own set. I was like, and someone's, I can learn how to film myself and create videos and I was like this is great and my creative side just started sparking and um and that's what actually what got me into TV I started learning the production side of it in high school I started shadowing the radio stations uh in in Dallas and everyone told me you should go to the University of North Texas they have a great program for that um, I, I don't think I realized that. Yeah, they have a fabulous program. Yeah, they always talk about UT Austin having, you know, the film school and all that exactly. kind of stuff. But, I mean... It's a hidden gem. It, yes. And it's a, because it's a public school, it's even cheaper to go to. Oh. It was like 30 minutes from my parents' house. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, I actually went there kicking and screaming. Because at first, I did not want to go there. Mm -hmm. Because I thought, one... I want to be a star. I want to go to New York. I want to go to Fordham University. I want to go, you know, their broadcasting program feeds into all of the networks in New York. Their dance program feeds into Alvin Ailey. Oh my goodness. I was like, I had done my research. I was like, yeah, this is did. my school. Jeez. But I was such a brat I and such a procrastinator. I didn't, I, I applied super late. Mm -hmm. So I got waitlisted to the spring and my parents were like, oh no, you're not wasting a semester just yep. sitting at home. Yep. Or thinking you're going to go to a community college here in Texas and those credits are going to transfer to New York. Oh, that's right. Won't. Yeah, that whole situation. So you better find a university here. I know? love it. Your parents uh. are so great. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, but they're like, yes, 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 yes. No. 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 Yeah, they don't play. They don't play. Um, and my dad's a Marine, so that's a whole other story. <laughs> wow, you're right. Yeah, that is a whole other yeah, story. Yeah, that's probably a, a really why there was a, a set checklist of things to do. Um, and so, yeah, going... Waiting to go to New York for a semester was not one of them. So I, I decided to go to UNT. And like I said, I went kicking and screaming because I was like, oh, I was like, I'm going to be, it's a high school reunion. Everybody I know locally mm -hmm. is going to be there. 
I loved that school. I learned so much. I worked at the TV station, the radio station, and that's really when I got my foot in the door. I started working at 88.1, the one as a DJ, afternoon drive DJ. Really? Yeah. How cool is that? A jazz station. It's crazy how things just fall into place. Oh, totally. That's so cool. Totally, yeah. And I uh, started working at the radio station, and the uh, professor on the TV side, she was like calling my name. She was like, Kristen, you should really come to the TV side. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, just put me to work. I was like a yes man. Like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yes, I'll volunteer. That kind yeah, of attitude part of it. sure uh, will get you. I mean, you can just see how successful you've been. Thank you. That, that, that kind of attitude is exactly what you need. Not to mention the fact, and I can think back, on, and I'm sure a lot of people can, being in, in college and uh, certain professors will kind of take a liking to you yeah. and, and want to steer you. Yes. So I think that's awesome that you were like, yes. Oh, yeah, you're so right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. God has a plan to put people like in your life like that will definitely uplift you to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I, you know, I was just kind of experimenting with what the opportunities that were available to me but I I wasn't you know pushing myself I was just kind of like oh somebody needed help sure I wasn't really looking for those opportunities they kind of just fell in my lap yes because um, you're just experiencing it as it came which yeah. is how you're supposed to live life period and uh it sounds to me like you did yeah and, and now you're here in Corpus like yes it. yeah unfortunately I'm a workaholic because once I started getting a taste of all those things I worked three uh, jobs in, in college. I worked at the radio station. I volunteered at the TV station for two newscasts a week. And then I worked at CW33 as a production assistant. So this is, wow. this is how full circle it was. So you just never know who is going to come later in your life to help you. Like, I always tell kids when I go to schools, like, um, as a guest speaker or whatever, and I always tell them, it's like, be nice to your friends. Like, you don't know who's going to be your boss one yes. day. And um, our teacher assistant in that media technology class when I was in high school, um, she was kind of like, I don't know, she was, she was a certain way, she was strong, yes. you know, with some students, and so like they couldn't handle that. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I mean, I was cool with that because, like I said, my dad's a Marine, I'm right. like, I can handle it. Yes. And her and I get along really well. Um, not so much for everybody else, but I was so glad that we did because she's the one that got me the job at CW33 as a production assistant nice. in Dallas. I ran into her one day at UNT and she was like, hey, she's like, are you looking for a job? I was like, yeah. Dude. Again, I wasn't looking yes. for it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It fell in like... my lap. And I worked at a professional real TV station, you know, in downtown Dallas. Yeah. That's a pretty big market years. too. Huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so grateful for that. Still interned. I still interned at NBC5. But all of that experience collectively, I think, is what really put me in a great position to be here in Corpus Christi. So thankful for it. Yes. And there were a lot of sleepless nights. and uh, But it was all, like, not only was it worth it, but, I mean, I, I love it. You know, it, it, it didn't burn me out. Like, I, I just wanted more opportunities. And I think moving around so much in those years has really kind of even carried me through these six years because I've I've done six so much years. at the station. Jeez. I've reported, I've you know done weekend weather, weekday weather, went back to school for that to be, um, you know, to have my accreditations mm -hmm. and, uh, and then moved back to, into news again where I'm at now. And you're well-rounded. So I mean, you can go anywhere. Like your resume is just going to be... You know, I hope so one day. Yes. I know everyone always, I, you know, it's funny. I was just um, in Austin last weekend 
at our Me sister too. station in Kview. Were you yeah. <laughs> in Kview? And I took a picture. They just got a new set, and mm-hmm. well, KBY is like actually under construction right now, mm-hmm. and so we're getting a new set. So I kind of like teased. I was like, "Hey, I'm on the set, uh, the new set of Kview." I said, "Can't wait till ours comes uh, to fruition. Like it's you know in the middle of being worked on right now." And um, I think everyone kind of freaked out for a second. They're like, "Where are you going? Yeah. You're Don't leaving." Leave. <laughs> Seriously, Chris, you gotta wait at least five years. It's contractual. Once you're leading ladies, of course, Chris's podcast, you can't leave in five years. I love it. As long as I get to come back, as long as like in those five years, come talk to you again. Uh, But to to tie back in just a little bit, um, you know, I'm a spiritual person, and like you said, you weren't looking for anything. You you just fell into it and were just experiencing it as it came. Your attitude was fantastic, and just everything worked how it was supposed to. It was totally synchronized because you were just you were in it. Um, which I think is so important and, uh, I, I think it's cool. Like you are Thank the you. living manifestation of that. Thank you. Okay. So fast forward yeah. to 2017. Yeah. You've been in the news for a little bit. You've been in corporate for a little bit. You are typically a staple in the station. However, a tiny little storm named Hurricane Harvey Ooh. went by oh, and yeah. you had to be thrown out into the freaking field. Like, oh, I loved about it. That. Yes. Oh, I loved it. I mean, just from your, ex- I mean, you hadn't experienced anything like that, right? Yeah. No, no, not not a hurricane. Um, first and foremost, <laughs> yeah. sounds so extreme. Not a hurricane. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, this is where there's like that fine line of craziness and again passion for what you do. First and foremost, before I, I get into my crazy um, jour- journalist out in the storm stories, um, do want to say it was a, a really terrible storm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Definitely. and one thing about my, my takeaway from that is just the resiliency of Texans. I mean, when they say Texas strong, I've, I saw that Texas strong people as heartbroken and as um, in shambles or life were at that instant. I mean, their attitude and their positivity was so invigorating. I was like, like we can get through this. So shout out to the coastal bend, shout out to just definitely, the Texas coast definitely. because there's so many people that are still dealing with it. And even, you know, uh, just that whole storm season from oh. Harvey to Irma and Maria. Maria. I mean, some people in Puerto Rico, some of them just got their power on yesterday. Yeah, actually, uh, where I work, one of the, the heads of, um, just where I work, his family's from from Puerto Rico. Oh. And last I talked to him, he said they still didn't have power, but I, I haven't talked to him recently. But I mean, we don't ugh. even know what that is. We don't even know what that feels like. We, nope. we have one day of the, the wind getting strong here in Corpus Christi, and boom, our power's out mm-hmm. for three hours, and we freak out because we missed our, our evening show, you yep. know? And, and to have no power for as, as long as people in Rockport did or being without power in Port Aransas or just all of those smaller towns in between um, and then extending that to people in, in Florida and even in the Caribbean. It's incredible the resiliency people have, but um, I definitely pray for them every day. Yes. But switching gears to me being out Oh, and this makes me laugh because everybody says I always say switching gears. They just make fun of me at work, and, and now I'm conscious of it. So. Hey, it's a nice segue. Yeah, but keep, it's keep a it it's a cliche. My producers, if they if they watch if they listen to this later, they're gonna make fun of me. With that. <laughs> Anyways, but um, no, no, being me being out in the field. So as a former weather anchor, as a former reporter, I mean, you're never a former reporter. You're always reporting. You mm-hmm. never know when you're gonna be sent out. But mm-hmm. uh, like doing it on a daily. 
hurricanes is like what we yearn for like we want that on we want that experience you know we we're crazy enough to be out there to report the news to yeah, you yeah i saw you know? it firsthand for the you know while we still had yeah access to and, that you know so when you're living in corpus christi you always wonder if it's gonna happen you never want the devastation you just think oh the high winds and the rain is all i need you know um and Wow, did we get it? You know, we get it. Um, I was one of the first uh, journalists to go into Port Aransas the morning of that. You know, the uh, fire oh, really? went in to see wow. if it was post okay. storm. Yeah, Jeez. post storm to see if it was okay to let residents back to their homes. And of course, it wasn't for a couple of days. And that's when you had to have like your whole ID to check in. Did they give you a hard time about you trying to get in, or because you were media, it was okay? No, they invited us. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, they invited us, and the storm came in like that Friday night and it was like Saturday morning at like four o'clock when they called us and we're like, Hey, if you want a journalist to come with us, we're, we're leaving now. And so I was like sleeping at the station, you know, just like the rest of the KGY mm -hmm. team and jumped in my, you know, waterproof pants and my, my jacket. And I was like, let's go, you know, so excited. And then once we started going, it was wild. Um, going down SPID with no lights around you is already kind of weird. At 4 a.m. At 4 a.m., which I'm used to driving you know, to work at 4 a.m. with a, just a few lights on, you right. know, main businesses, but it was pitch black. Um, the winds were still yeah, pretty that's strong. Eerie. That's eerie. Very eerie. But it gets even worse when you get to the island mm -hmm. and you go down 361. Yes, that oh. whole stretch of road. That It's dangerous enough, well lit. Yeah. So I can't down imagine. Down power lines, stunned pelicans. You know, me being Miss Mother Nature, I was like, oh, I want to go pick stunned? them up and bring them. They were, they were so dazed and confused. Really? They were just kind of like walking around like you were driving up Whoa. to them and they didn't they didn't have any reaction. Yeah. Um, I, I've never heard that. Yes. Um, they were, And they were just kind of in the debris in the middle of the road, right next to down power lines. I mean, it just freaked me out. And mm -hmm. I, I was just driving behind um, Captain Burroughs there from Port Aransas and uh, just had a huge change of mindset and appreciation for what they do. Because mm -hmm. it's like, wow, this is incredible that yep. we're going in. It's like, and I then, hope it doesn't happen, but it, I mean, it's inevitable being on the coast that it's gonna. Yeah, and when you went, and when we finally got into Port Aransas, actually later that morning, initially we could not get in because the, the road was impassable at 4.30 in the morning. It was just, just still flooded and a lot of debris. Um, it just was like a movie scene. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I, it, boats in the middle of the road, down power line. It smelled of natural gas. Uh, you know, there was, you know, leaks all over the city. Mm -hmm. um, it was so dangerous. You know, in hindsight, I was like, it was kind of like, you know, yeah, 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 we want to go in a report. I'm going to be the first on the scene. You have that, like, that anxiousness to kind of get there, get there, get there. But then once you get there, reality sits in, like, yep. this is not cool. Yep. This is not cool. Like, mm -hmm. this is dangerous. This is scary. Um, I was still very appreciative to be given the chance to work it and I would be highly, you know, um, like first one and be, you know, glad to be the first one to, to go and, and recover this again, uh, anywhere else in the world, you know, because I think it's so important that our presence is there to relay that, that information back. Yes. But it really was like, um reality set in you're just mm -hmm. like, wow, these people are dealing with a lot. And that's a cool thing to hear you say, uh, because I mean... Like you said, before you experience it, you are considering it to be an opportunity, which in a way it is. But then when you're actually there and seeing, like, this is the real deal. And, oh, yeah. And I get to leave and come back home and these people have to, you know, clean, clean up and, mm -hmm. and, and uh, 
try to bring together the rest of their lives. And so the fact that to me is such a vital characteristic of a reporter or someone in the news is you need to be able to, to have that kind of empathy. Yeah, you know, the opportunity, the mindset totally went away. It was now like, it was more reinforcing what I do. Like this is, I am a public servant. You know, I am here for the people to rely to them that their house is either here or not here today. You know, and they are relying on me because no one else is allowed back into this city mm -hmm. right now. And they need my report. At this point, it was like so such a humbling experience for my craft to, you know, to show me like Kristen. Yeah, it's not just about, you know, getting this on your resume tape. That mm -hmm. Stop being so superficial. Like the, the people's lives are turned upside down. And it's important that you're there to tell them that, hey, it's going to be okay. We have these resources here in the Coastal Bend. We're going to help you. At that point, it's like I had a whole different yep. look on what my role was. And not only that, but you're also now going to share with the world, this is what these people are dealing with. Oh, yeah. Please help. Oh, yeah. Uh, because y'all definitely can. Oh, yeah. Um, and, I mean, that went, I think, nationwide. Yeah. Uh, y'all's reporting so yeah there was times I mean like I didn't even wait to get you know Facebook lies um, just posting as much as we could on social media so things could get shared that was so crucial during that time even when we didn't have signal I mean we were just like oh I got a good spot let's just stop right yes. here even if we have to rush to get back to the station stop I've got to post this first so people you know because people were texting and calling and of course you know they're just concerned so um, you know to be there for the community in that way that was to me the most important thing out of that whole situation was like I felt proud that I could I could serve you know those people and Kristen that's why you are a true leading lady <laughs> of Corpus Christi like I mean it you are amazing and such a natural <laughs> and thank you so much for being here and I just You're so sweet. I'm, I'm so awe. excited to be here. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, hopefully uh, there will be an episode three. Um, I, I have some really awesome ladies. In oh, mind. definitely. And um, I have a list of ladies. That yes, I'm just... please. And uh, yeah, I mean, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I'm so excited uh, to be here still, even as we get to the end of this interview. And uh, look forward to all of your future podcasts to listen from the other one because we're never done learning. You know, if you think that you're, you ever stop learning, that's, that's the end of you, you know? So I'm really excited to see what I can learn from the other women that you're going to be interviewing. Yes. And hope everybody um, shares this and, and tunes in. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys. So we'll see you next week. Thanks.